0: Yo guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress podcast. If you don't know what this is, let me tell you. This is an honest account of LA actor life, plus a few lessons I learn in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, a.k.a. One Broke Actress. And I'm in a really good mood because I just left town for a couple days. And uh, it always makes me feel better to come home. If you don't, I highly recommend leaving LA like once every six to eight weeks just for even a night. Just get out of town. Not only is it very refreshing, there's like a 67% chance that you'll book a role. That's like very official math. Extremely, uh, extremely studied and researched and I did the numbers myself. Okay, moving on. The business today is... Did you get your call sheet? Let's start out with that one. The call sheet is an actor-driven little skimmed headlines email that comes out every single Sunday from myself and fellow broke actress Jenna Mishno. Written, fun, little tongue-in-cheek stuff. You know how I do it. Um, it is all available at OneBrokeActors.com. Click subscribe. Drop your email address in there. You're automatically added to the list. Also, do you know there's a broke actor Facebook group? If you go to the One Broke Actors Facebook page, we can like it while you're there, and click on the community section it leads you to the one broke actress bunch of broke actors facebook page so we can all chat about questions we have about the business and about our own personal stuff and get advice from other actors who are in the same vein as what i do we're not competing we're all just helping each other out in this crazy world we've decided to live in so get the call sheet check out the broke actor facebook group And while you're at it, check out onebrokeactress.com. You should check out at Sam Valentine on Instagram. And you should subscribe and rate this podcast. Because if you haven't already, I could really use your review and your rating in there. And you better be subscribed because... Just bringing you free content all the time. Nothing on here is sponsored yet, guys. At some point, I would like to have sponsors because that means I could bring you more podcasts all the time. Just think about it for a second. If you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, but you look forward to it every week, in a few weeks, this podcast will be done with season two. So if you want more episodes, subscribe, rate, review, and share. That's it, it costs you zero dollars. Just a few moments of your time. Okay, I'm done being annoying. Today's guest, you guys, is Amber Midthunder. Do you know her? She's cool as shit. She's super fun. She just had an awesome show premiere. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Legion. I don't know. It's like a little thing that's happening. But uh, Amber's actually been in the business since she was a little kid because her mom was a casting director, and she actually tells a really cute story about how she would sit in on auditions with her mom in like a little princess tent in the corner and then occasionally have opinions on actors. So she's been technically studying for years. Uh, And then she moved out to L.A. very young. And she tells us all about how she figured out navigating L.A. bright and early, going from audition to audition with zero social life, super young out here. And she really kind of killed it. And she tells us how her focus kept her going that whole time. She also shares with us a little bit about her health and fitness and how she stays healthy working on a set. We all know craft services is a bit of a challenge. And something we haven't talked about on this podcast before, I'm really excited. She talks about her religious beliefs and how spirituality has really kept her going um, despite all of the crazy stuff that Hollywood throws at her. And despite the fact that a lot of people in Hollywood don't support a lot of spirituality Especially religion. I think, actually, we're pretty spiritual. We're not super religious. You know what I mean? Everyone, like, has crystals, but, like, you say the word Jesus, and they're like, whoa, I'm out. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So she kind of talks about that. She opens up a little bit to us today about that. So I think you will really fall in love with her. She's freaking adorable. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Without further ado, please enjoy Amber Mid Thunder.
1: Your vlog about, like... Crossfitting and being an actress mm-hmm. and then like you had to stop and stuff. Cause like so I've been around CrossFit for a really long time, but I've never like been at a CrossFit gym or done an on ramp program or like had like programming or anything. Like yeah. I would always just work out by myself and do like CrossFitty type stuff. Yay. But I was always I would always centered around like cardio and lightweights and if I didn't want to build a certain like that was the only way that I built muscle was like because I was doing a lot of air squats. You yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. it would just be like a ton, like a minuscule because mm-hmm. my like I've always just been sort of like long and thin, but like, uh, but You're like my body lean. just likes to be a little. Well, I'm not lean, is the thing. Really, I'm not le- like no, like that's why I'm excited to do like the FFC, because like I just I've because I I've, my body has gone through so many weird periods of like, like I used to because it's just like my body likes to have like a certain amount
0: of softness, and I was a model,
1: um, like in middle school. My best friend, uh, I think I
0: was fortunate. You were a model in middle school. Yeah. Did that fuck you up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally That's, fuck me up. Yes. Because like. I'm recording by the way. Okay. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: fine. Um, my best friend was, uh, she signed with Ford and then she was like, oh, you should look at my friend and somebody said to me beforehand, they were like, oh, you should probably lean out a little bit. And I was like 14, so of course I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I did, and I got like super, super tiny. But then that just sort of led to this like weird, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what you're doing, so it's like just sort of finding like what consistently like works for me. And I don't feel like I've necessarily found it yet. Like I found um, a place where like I can eat good foods and like support the training that I like to do because mm-hmm. you know, like I like to go to CrossFit I like to go to BX I love to go to kickboxing like and sometimes I want to do two classes in one day and it's like how can I support that without like what we were talking about of like building a certain type of body
0: yeah it's such a balancing act yeah I'm so jealous of the girls who can just lift weights and do this workout and that workout and like they're never um I never have to worry about it
1: yeah I know and it's just it comes with a profession and also it's like part you know it's an identity thing like some people like love that as their identity and some people you know just don't like I've never been that way but I feel like it's so it's like to do something like the FFC and like talk to somebody like Erica who really knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and like can help you get to a place with like um uh like sustainability yeah is my biggest like that's like my biggest goal right now is like figuring out a way to get to like a physical goal but do it in a sustainable way that I can still like have my life and my sanity and like keep it up yeah you know because like you're talking about like if you like drop 12 pounds in three weeks you're not going to be in a good mood and you're also not going to be able to keep that so like even if you hit your like physical goal everything else sucks like that's not a good balance and then the
0: second you start to gain it back you feel like you're such a failure and that you gave up and it's like you're like I'm not working hard enough for my career but it's also like I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I'm not fun to be around. No. This is my whole and it like and when it dominates your whole mindset, it's like, right?
0: Get away from me, you know? Yeah. And then you're no one. Like that's also an energy that you bring into auditions, by the way, which yes. I feel strongly about. That is, that is so interesting. Okay, so let's let's talk about you a little bit. So, how yeah. did you? Now that we're kind of on your fitness journey, <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you get to LA? Because I don't think I know this. Um,
1: so okay, so I lived in Santa Clarita when I was a kid because my dad is an actor. So my mom oh, is okay. a casting director. My dad is an actor. Yes. Wow, what a power <laughs> team. <laughs> I yeah, I'm a little bit of a, a an industry child. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. My parents literally met in a catering tent. Shut up. It's super cute. That's a. They were actors on the same. My mom hates act. She accidentally, but <laughs> this podcast is now about my parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom was an actress on this movie that my dad was also acting on. And they just like, she saw him in the catering tent and sat down in front of him and was like, hi, I'm Angelique. And like, so it began.
0: Oh yeah. my God. She's so, ballsy. I like her. I know. <laughs> I was like, Oh mom. She was like, what? I liked him. That's adorable. Okay. Um, so you came from that background. So I came from that background.
1: So we moved to Santa Clarita. Um, in like when I was a kid so that my dad could act, but also they could raise a child. And then we moved away to New Mexico um, when I was like nine and then I came back a few years ago, um, I came back, I moved to LA by myself when I was 17. I was a senior in high school. Um, just cause it was like, you know, when you know, you know, and it was just sort of the right time to make the
0: move. You moved yourself as a senior in high school What were the logistics of that. Where did you live?
1: Um, I lived in a little one bedroom. I found like the greatest deal ever. And I was in a one-bedroom bungalow in Burbank. And it was, like, super quiet and safe. And my mom uh, came back and forth all the time. So it was basically like I was roommates with my mom. (laughs) Well, we already Uh, know we like her, so cool. We love mom. uh, But it was really fun, and it was really sweet. Because I was also, like scared to do and like I was scared to like leave my apartment at two o'clock in the afternoon because I was like I'm gonna get mugged right because you know it's I grew up in the country and whatever so no, the uh, city fear is yeah real. like city fears and just so many
0: like people and you know um so yeah interesting okay so you came back for high school did you go to like a performing arts school did you go to a regular high school no
1: so okay I grew up so I went to like regular charter school my whole life And then I did my freshman year of high school, and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. This is not for me. Peace. Did you go to a public high school? Um, No, it was tiny. It was like a tiny, tiny charter school. I was just like not – young people have never been my crowd. Like all my whole (laughs) life, I was like, I just hate young people. Get me away from them. I grew up in my mom's office. Like literally when I was eight years old, she bought me – for my birthday, she bought me um, a Disney princess tent with a blow-up mattress in the bottom. Uh and she put it in the corner of her office. So actors would walk in, and they would see, like, their space, and then, like, her desk and the camera and that space, and then, like, in the corner, they would see this, like, giant pink princess tent, and that was me. And I would sit in there, and I would listen to all the auditions, and I would, like, know the actors coming in, and I would, like, pop my head out and give opinions. And my mom was like, that's nice. Oh, my God. So, and then, you know, and then I started, like, working with her,
0: And you did this Um, in New Mexico too?
1: Yeah. Um so yeah. So my mom was casting in LA and then she started casting also in New Mexico when we moved. So I I just grew up in her office. Like when I was eight, I would be in the princess tent. And then like when I was, I think like ten, I started just sort of like watching, you know, and like running camera or like running people in and out and doing stuff like that. And then I started like a lot of acting from early on. Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. And then I think when I was, like, in middle school, I started, like, sitting in on callbacks, which is kind of – that was the biggest thing for me as an actor to, like, see the decisions get made, Uh right? Because that's the biggest, like – to so many actors, casting is this, like, big, huge, mysterious, crazy, like, obstacle that keeps you from your dreams. But, like, when you know about it, it's really just, like, three friendly people who – are, like, really excited to eat lunch, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, like, three friendly people, like, should we go to Yo- Do you think we're going to make it to yoga later? What do you want? Chipotle? Like, <laughs> that's really what it is. Like, it's just, like, friendly people there to help you, and sometimes they're not that friendly, and that's not your fault. But, like, uh-huh. that's, you know, so that's really all it is. But to see, like, when the decisions get made was, like, the biggest thing for me as an actor because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, it takes all the mystery out, and you're like, it, you see how much it doesn't have to do with you. Which is both freeing and terrifying because it's like right. 90% not up to you. Not, not even like about you, you know, which yeah. is like great to see and also kind of daunting because you're like, well, literally all I can do is the best I can and then I just have to walk away. Like, I just have to let it go. What types of things were their biggest decision makers? I mean, I remember one time my mom was casting this pilot and she did the location casting, so all the series regulars came out of L.A. Um, and she was, like, filling in the rest of the cast. And she did all of her... Like, they were casting at the same time. And she did all of her auditions, and they did all the callbacks and all the everything. And they, like, got down to their selections. And they had, like... It's New Mexico, so they have a lot of, like, you know, dark-featured people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they came back, the, like, the next week or something, and L.A. casting like showed them the series regular pics and it was all people with like dark eyes and dark hair so they were like oh no 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 we need only redheads and only blondes so suddenly every single person who like was pinned got close had a call back that they felt really good about like they were gone for absolutely no reason that was in their control uh. and but and the thing is like they don't ever tell you that you know like right. Those people had no idea. Like somebody could, be, could have been sitting there, you know, thinking like, oh my gosh, I thought it went so well. I, I, I was pinned for this. Now I'm not like what happened. And it's just, it's that they needed somebody with red hair because the eight people who like are on contract also have brown hair. It's just like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just like, it's just work. Right. You know,
1: it's like a puzzle
0: and it's piecing it together. Yeah. And
1: it sucks because part of it, it's like, it's, there's a side of it where it's like, it's just business. And then there's a side of it that it's like, yeah, but it's my
0: dream. <laughs> Right. And also, though, it's my only goal in life. Yeah. so <laughs> it's the only passion that I have. So coming from a young age, knowing that, how do you take that into your work now? Like, we're getting real deep right away, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard because everybody, you know,
1: like, feelings are feelings. And even though I've seen those things, like, of course, I'm... I, have the exact same thing that every actor has where it's like what did I do what didn't I do oh my gosh I should have you know when you like go and you do an audition and you try not to do it but you like replay it over and over again in your head and you're like how could I have done better when she looked at me on the page when I said this line
0: like what was she thinking what was in her eye you know where you're like "Do you ever black out a little when you go into audition oh yeah sometimes I leave and I'm like I have no idea what just happened (laughs)
1: i hope it was okay did i say did i say the right
0: words did i introduce myself it's like when you write a text really fast and you're like i don't remember typing the word the Uh,
1: yeah i guess i did
0: you look back you read it like oh that makes
1: no sense no (laughs) yeah that that's all that's happened to me before i feel like i've also just had some where i walk in and i'm like from the second i i walk in i'm like okay so this is just not gonna go well that's fine that's okay (laughs) Just Just one of those. Reading the room, just how you feel. Just, I feel like I've just had some where it's like, they're just not in your favor. Where like you walk in and like, I don't know, I'm kind of a clumsy person. So like (laughs) I trip or like, I can't like, you know what I mean? Like I hand them like my signs instead of my headshot. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, sorry. And then they're like, (laughs) stand on the mark. And there are two marks and you just like stand on the wrong one.
0: You know, where you're like, okay, it's fine. It's whatever. It's not happening. Yeah. So then for you translating that into your own work and then, You're out in L.A., you know a great deal more than a lot of actors know. Yeah. You're young, you finish high school, what do you decide to do next? Um,
1: I mean, I just knew, so I was in a good position where, like, I had put, I had gotten a manager before I made the move to L.A. I started doing, like, a back and forth thing um, the year, a few months before I, like, signed a lease. Okay. Okay. And then I came to L.A. in January, uh, right before pilot season. And I, like, made the move. And so I already had a manager. So that was kind of the biggest thing for me was it like... How did you get that manager before? It was this, like, weird mishmash of just, like, you know, somebody that I had met, like, years ago who happened to be like, oh, what is she doing now? And I ha- like, he happened to come across my mind. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if he knows anybody that needs... A client you know and it was like through another actor friend of mine that was like oh my manager this guy and I was like oh I was just thinking about reaching out to you know it was just like a weird mm-hmm. chain of events where it was like meant to be
0: and then did you reach out via email how did like um specifically? yeah so
1: it was like it was through um it was somebody that my mom knew so it was like she and I reached out to him and we were just sent, like sent him my stuff and we were like hey uh if you know anybody who's looking for somebody of this type like, please let us know I'm going to be in LA this time. This is my plan. And he emailed back and he was like, that's so funny because I just looked you up and I'm looking for a client that's exactly your type and I was going to ask you if you needed representation. Wow. So it was very, like, the stars
0: aligned. Okay, that's not typical, guys. Just that so you never know. <laughs> happens. That <laughs> doesn't ever, ever happen. But, you know, the more people I talk to, the more I realize that the standard advice of, you know, here's how you get a manager here's how you get an agent ABC it's none of that yeah it's just you end up at the right place at the right time you meet someone who wants to recommend you uh when you say you sent them your stuff at the time did you have a reel did you have
1: I did it wasn't huge I mean that's the thing is that like I had been um yeah I mean I had a reel but it wasn't like because I started acting so I started acting in a local market which Mm -hmm. is a little it's very very different than just like starting in LA um, so I had like smaller roles and they were all like spaced out from the time that I was very young. So like, I didn't have a whole lot of current footage, but I just put together what I did have. Um, and, and you put it
0: together yourself, like on your computer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that detail. Cause I think, <laughs> uh, a lot of times, even when I first came out here, I thought everything had to be some production. Like I thought oh, no. I had to hire someone. I had everything had to be the best quality, but really... It's as simple as iMovie on your computer.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm a very DIY <laughs> actor. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm like, self-tapes. I'm like, no, I can just sit on my bathroom floor. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, which is not the best advice. Do not do that. <laughs> but that's that's the mindset that I come from. So, no, yeah. My reel was like, <clears throat> like I put it together with my mom, and we would have like my friends watch it
0: and be like, does that seem good? And you know, like yeah. it was like one of those, but you had a good source with your mom having been a cashier. Yeah. Like you had a solid. Yeah. I think not that, like a lot of people's moms were like, Oh honey, you're great. No <laughs> my child is
1: it. amazing. Which she is not immune to, by <laughs> the way, she is very much my mother. But you know, so yeah, it was very, it was like, it was that sort of, it was all do it yourself sort of like putting the reel together. And like, even, even my headshots, like my best friend's mom shot them
0: cool you know okay cool
1: so it is very like we found all the ways to do uh to kind of avoid the like big production of things when you don't need it you know because it's all like it's I feel like things like your headshot and your reel are just sort of supposed to like tastefully and uniquely put on a platter like who you are it's a little like sampler plate of who you are and who you can be so it doesn't need to be this like big, huge, sparkly thing. It's just sort of like, this is this is what I have so far. And if you're interested, like, then I'll give you the big, sparkly
0: show. Mm-hmm. Which is my talent. <laughs> not my talent. I'm not. I'm Absolutely, not. it is your talent. <laughs> but, you know. So, no, I love that. I There's actually love that. I um, love that analysis. Mm-hmm. So, when you started coming on here for pilot season, mm-hmm. and you... <laughs> I can't imagine, because when I first got out here, uh, pilot season was almost, It's you know how it's been kind of like on its way out, the mm-hmm. massive pilot season? Yeah, yeah. Did you have that? Did you, as we're, you know, beginning of January here, yeah. like did you have that like going out all the time, blah, 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 Yeah, classic? so
1: I had, so before, actually, so before I put, before I got my manager, I would come out like the a year, I can't remember if I did it two years or just one, but I came out before that. Um, and I didn't really have representation. And that was really hard. Because I literally, like, was here. I was, like, staying. I was couch surfing for, like, a month, a month and a half, you know. And I, like, got three auditions. And I didn't know what I was doing. And it was so difficult. Uh, and then once I got with him, once I got with my manager, then we, then I, that was my first sort of, like, intense pilot season. Um, which was, like, great. It's just also, like, if you're not, prepared for that it's it can swallow you whole okay what do you mean like what kind of intensity like you know when I it was like it was like there was a time that I had like over seven auditions in a week I mean and that was just like that was like the pre-pilot season craziness and you know they're all like seven pages twelve pages you know two to four scenes but pick pick the two that you like best actually no sorry we're going to do scenes 1 and 2 I'm sorry that you picked I'm sorry that you prepared 3 and 4 but these are the ones we're going to do have all of them prepared actually we're just doing the first page of the first scene thank you very much you know so it's just like over and over and over and over again and you don't get to live but like that's what I was ready for like I came in with a very like I have the tiger sort of mindset where I was like I'm here to work and like so that's exactly what I was prepared for. Like, everyone told – because everybody told me, they're like, it's going to be a lot. You're going to yeah. be very overwhelmed. And I came in, like, put it on my plate. I came right. in, like, I want – like, give me give me all the overwhelming things that you can because, like, that's what I'm prepared for. And I didn't, like, have a life aside from that, but I was ready at least for yeah. that. And it was so hard.
0: <laughs> it was so hard. How did you, awful. How did you deal with that? How oh. did you deal with – because that's oh. not just, like – little bit auditions it sounds like those were like legit parts so that yeah. was like more preparation how did you go from day to day and feel prepared and also how did you take care of yourself
1: it was just <laughs> I mean I really like I, I don't think I handled it very well <laughs> okay skip <laughs> question just kidding taking <laughs> no I mean I just like I was just so focused that was my like that's the best way to describe it was I was just really really focused like I had I had this walk-in closet, and it had one of those little, like, string lights on it that you would click on, and literally, like... Like a horror movie. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It felt a lot more pleasant than that. (gasps) But, like, I would go in my walk-in closet, and I would literally, like, sit there and just, like, highlight my stuff, and I would just, like, run it over and over. Because I was also very, like... There are some actors who you see that just kind of, like, glance at a page, and then they're like, oh, got it, and they, like, riff. And especially at the time, like, I was just so... It was my first year, and I was young, and I was so, like, just really like nervous about making a good impression in every room that I walked into and, you know, doing a good job for like my new team and that it was just sort of like, um, I just really had to like enclose myself and like make sure that I was doing the best job that I could. And it really, really pushed me and it really stretched me, but I feel like it built a good foundation inside of me to be able to like handle, you know, those things now where it's like, I can have my life and I can do auditions. Whereas like at the time, I had just moved and all I did was auditions, but that was okay. Cause that was exactly like what I needed, it's you know, almost better because then you didn't
0: have any distractions.
1: I didn't, I didn't have any distractions and like, you know what I mean? I still had like friends and stuff, but right. I didn't have like such a, such a life where it's like I was missing out somewhere, you know, like it was like I had just enough where like I could socialize and be sane, but I also like could really just give myself to my craft. And then like, and now it's leveled out where I feel like I don't need to like kill myself every single time, Mm -hmm. but I still know that, like, I'm doing the job I'm doing, like, I'm doing a good job, and I'm giving it everything that I can, and also, I get to be who I am, and I get to have the life that I want to live, you know?
0: That's, that's the dream.
1: Yeah, it is. It's nice. It takes time,
0: but, you know, you get there. Yeah, I think that's a big point to emphasize, too, like, that, finding that place where you can be yourself outside the room and inside an audition room yeah. without fear that you're like not fitting the description or not fitting the part or not. Be- I feel like that's like yeah. such a scary place to try and figure out. And it took, God, it's still taking me a long time to figure it out.
1: Yeah. It's, it takes, well, and too, I feel like I used to, it I, it really just did feel so do or die for me. Like every room that I walked into was determining my future. Oh, I don't like that. And
0: yeah. <laughs> I just got stressed <laughs> feeling that <sighs> yeah no
1: it's not true by the way it is not true <laughs> but like I I'm free of that feeling now where I can walk into a room and feel like wh- not like whatever but I can just feel like I'm gonna be myself and there's so much that's not in my control that like all I can do is just be me and feel how I feel right now and do the best job that I can and aside from that like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and like you know, it's the actor syndrome to worry about, like, I'm never going to get an audition again. I'm never going to get another part. Like, everything is going to fall apart. And it's like, yeah, that could happen, but it doesn't. You know, like, for no, we all go through really slow periods where we're like, see, everything is falling apart. But it's <laughs> like, it, you know, it's a pendulum. Like, it always comes back. So it's like, all you can do is go in and do your thing, and that's it. And that's, like, true for everybody, you know? So I feel like that's also, and I feel like I've found that I do better work in that when i have that mentality especially in an audition cuz i feel like auditions are so they're weird. Auditions are the weirdest thing they're, ever. They suck. Like on the planet. It's so weird to like come in first of all acting is just ridiculous. I, but like <laughs> it's true like it's crazy. We're just crazy people. But like acting is already super weird and then you come in and auditions are even weirder cuz it's like you walk into this like box where these people are sitting behind it. It's literally like the room is
0: built to judge you almost. It's it's such a little temporary office. Yes. always thrown together.
1: Yes. Or or if it's like worse when it is somebody's office, then you're like, oh, I'm in your house house you know what I mean like uh it feels like I'm in your space and you're supposed to like feel comfortable
0: and it's just so there's some big network auditions where you go into someone's office where you just stand in front of their desk and do auditions I don't know I'm sure you've had some like that
1: so I mean I've had pre-reads like that where I've like that was what threw me off I feel like really in my first couple pilot seasons where like they would just sit down as if we were going to chat and I'd be like oh
0: you want me to act no? Yeah, the same distance we are, like an arm's yeah, length distance.
1: Absolutely. And they have all their stuff on their desk and you like see their pictures. And, and sometimes so there's no camera. It. Yes. That I was the weirdest
0: thing to me. I think it's NCIS. That if, mm-hmm. uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, on this, but I believe I, the last time I went for NCIS, I was standing in front of the guy's desk. But there was no camera. There was no nothing. It was just him and me talking over his desk. Yeah. I was like, is this, am I getting punked?
1: <laughs> like, is this? It's so weird because I feel like there's. You know, acting is this, like, and everybody has a different mentality about it and about how to do it. But, like, I I feel like there's something that's got to give you, like, to draw the line of, like, now it's happening. You know what I mean? To give you a signal of, like, now this world is taking shape that Mm -hmm. you created in your mind that you you have on the paper. You know, because there's this, like, universal, like, sort of weird little reality that everybody knows about that, like, at some point you all enter together. And I feel like without the camera being there, it's, like... So, oh, do I I act now I guess in yeah. front of you where's the like where's the line drawn there and that like to me that's just really weird because I'm all about mentality so it's like that to, the first time that happened to me I was so thrown off I just sat down <laughs> in her dad and I think I like she had like a big cozy chair so I just kind of like sunk down in it and <laughs> like, said the words and
0: like acted with my face but nothing else <laughs> like it was just very weird <laughs> So how do you prepare for auditions now that you've been around the block for a little bit? Oh gosh. You've done some work, you've seen some things. So is there is there a specific way you do? Is everything different? I I think it's just different every time.
1: Like cuz honestly, I'm to me just some click and just some don't. And like I think that was the thing too, was that I used to just like kill myself over the ones that didn't click. Cuz it's really frustrating and sometimes they're like really really good and you know and like you're sometimes like your manager will call you and be like, this is a really great one. Like, I really want you to do well this time. And you're like, oh, do well this time. Got it. Right. Like, <laughs> We really need to get this. One. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh, oh, cool. I wasn't trying to get the last 17. <laughs> right. I'll try to get this one. Thank you for telling me. You know where it's like you have that, that like pressure and that mentality of like, oh, this time I need to do really good. And if it's not clicking, it's just like, you know, it's like making friends. Like the chem- if the chemistry isn't there, it's just not there. Um and so to me it sort of like starts in that place where like how well do I vibe with something? And then like I have a coach um that I coach with, so like that really, really helped for a long time and um still helps and like will you tell us who your coach is? Amy Joe Berman. Okay. Is her name. Um she and I just like we coach over Skype, but I've been coaching with her for a long time, and she's really, she's a casting director, and so she has, like, she's great for auditions, because she can, like, see, because, you know, there's, like, a technicality about auditions, and that's what I was saying about why they're so weird, like, auditions are weird, because they're not actually, like, just acting, right, you know, like, it's, when you're, like, on a job, or when you're, like, actually shooting, you get, To play with it, and you get to, like, try it different ways, and you get to, like, have an open conversation with you and the people behind the camera and collaborate.
0: And you you get props and a backdrop.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Like, you're in the actual space, and you have the clothes, and you know that, like, you're there, and you're doing it, and it's for real. And you have just, like, room. You Mm -hmm. know, you have room to to do things. But, like, in an audition room, you don't have that. Like, it's really just sort of, like, it's, like... like a paint sample where you're like,
0: this is what I think. Right. And like, that's it. And that's your only opportunity. A paint sample. Oh, I love that. It's true. It's like picking, painting walls. up. got a lot of square. I love
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I it's it.
0: true where it's like,
1: you just have to like walk in. Like they'll like hold you up to the wall and be like, is this the paint that we think we want for the entire room? Maybe, maybe not. You know, like it's just not really a fair, not that they can make it more fair, but it's just like really weird to sit in front of a wall and be like, act now right where you're like hmm okay so it's hard but like amy is great because she sees that side of like well you know with a project like this or with material like this you know you can fall into this sort of thing that everyone is going to fall into so don't do that or like you know this is a great place to show she's almost more like strategic in that way Mm -hmm. um as far as auditioning goes it's such it's like a technical sport it really is uh, re- yeah honestly because how because how in that small amount of time are you supposed to show that you can encompass everything you know for a full character like it's really that's a really difficult thing to do like the, the odds are just really <laughs> not, slim
0: not in your favor but well,
1: you know so yeah
0: let's talk about mm-hmm. an audition that went well can yes. you talk about like your legion audition yes do you remember some details from that yeah
1: it was actually a very weird again this does not happen <laughs> oh, shit <laughs>
0: Um it was
1: really weird. It was again like a chain of events. Um I was so I was I just had like a co-star role on this series in Atlanta. Um, and I was there for like a couple days. I got this tape. I had like two tapes to do and I was super, super stressed out about it. Um, and I was just in one of those periods where I like felt down about everything. It was another pilot season and I was like, this is just really hard. And like, I haven't booked anything in so long and like, what's going to go on, like what's happening with my life. Uh, and so I just sort of like did this one tape and then I did another one and it was, and then I like, I did the first tape and then I did the tape for Legion and I didn't know anything about it. Like all that I knew was that it was three pages of dialogue uh, which never get get used in the show, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's, like, never been in – they just wrote that for the audition. Um, and I knew that Noah Hawley's name was on it, and I knew that it said Marvel. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just – so I did the second – so I did – so we were just – we were in Atlanta, and I did my, like, Legion tape, and it was just one of those that, like, I had looked at a little bit on the plane, and I looked at it in the car – um, and I sat down and I sat with it for a second and then I got up to do it and it just like, it clicked. It was just like the chemistry was there. It was just one of those that it was like, mm-hmm. I remember cause I did the first one and I was like, Oh, whatever. It was one of those ones that you like struggle through and you're like, yep. fine, I, it's fine. It's, I'm sure we have it. Yeah. First take, whatever. It's good. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> or you do, or for me, I'll like do them over and over and over again. And then I'm like, whatever it's it, third. Just pick the third <laughs> take. I don't know. I don't care anymore. Like it was like that. And then I did the one for Legion and it just like, it just clicked and I felt it and like I was doing it with my mom and we both looked at each other and we were like oh. oh do you want to try it again yeah sure and it was just like fun and I just like did it again for fun and then I did another one and I like played with it and then I did another one t- and just to do it differently and see what would come up um and it was just one that like really just made sense inside of like you know inside of my heart and uh and we sent it off and even like you know it came back from my team where they were like hey that was really that was really strong and I was like thank you and um I had been in so like the casting director who was casting it I had just like almost tested for a big project that she was doing um and then that didn't go through and then that project had come about because of like this casting director who had known my parents when they were actors oh and like God. wanted to just like sort of bring me in for this thing. Cause she like heard I had moved to LA and was like, oh, let's see what she like, let's see what she's got. Let's see what's going on with her. So like that was a weird like thing already. Uh, and then, yeah. And then we like sent off my tape and um, a few, like a couple weeks later, or something um, just random. Th- like I just got a call one afternoon and they were like, Hey, they want to do a test deal with you. Off your tape, and I was like, What? And they were like, Yeah, so we started doing my test deal off of my tape, and we did the test deal for maybe like a week. And then all of a sudden, I got a call at like nine o'clock one night, and they were like, Actually, because they were just gonna test off my tape, and they're like, Actually, they want to bring you in tomorrow at noon to test in person. And I was like, Oh,
0: and you were back in LA at this time, yeah, okay. And I was like, Uh, what? Because <laughs> <With laughs> again, same... I'm about preparation,
1: so I was like, Um. <laughs> great cool that's only a few hours (laughs) sure were
0: you doing the same sides
1: yeah but it was like at that point it had been weeks, you know, so I was like, oh, and then you know, like, and then I got on the phone with Noah, who's the creator of the show, and he was in Calgary shooting Fargo, so he had to call me at like 10:30 at night and be like, you know, I just wanted to give you a couple notes and whatever, and we kind of talked about it, and I was just like very, like, I just tried to like play it super cool, but I was like freaking out <laughs> on the inside because I was like to get so close to have it taken away. Oh my god, uh, nah. um. And so I went in the next day and like, and I tested with, um, Rana Cross as the casting director. So I went in and I tested with Rana and like, she pushed me. It was, it was the best. I think that it was also weird for a test cause it was just her and I, Oh, which was really great. That's really nice. Like that was just, she is such a warm, wonderful person. Um, and she just like creates such a safe environment where like you just feel safe with her and you trust her and you feel like she's like fighting for you. That's you amazing. Know? So that was a great room to walk into. Um, And she and I just went in there. And of course, I was like, I was nervous. Like, I've never been nervous in my life. Like, I just, I couldn't feel my feet. And like, just my adrenaline was pumping and my hands were shaking. Um, And we just like did it. And she pushed me and we like tried different things. And she was just so on my team. Um, And we just, I can't, like, I don't even remember how many takes we did. So many, so many. And like, by the end, I walked out and I sat in my car. And I called my manager and he was like, you don't sound like you feel good about it. And I was like, I'm just really tired. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just so, I was like, we did it. And I think, if it, and she said, don't think of us. We'll think of you, which like terrified me. I walked out of the room and she was like, don't think of us. We'll think of you. And I was like, what does that mean? That is very not descriptive. I know. <laughs> she was like trying to make me feel better but I was just like so just I couldn't take it anymore at the time and I I think I had another audition after that like a couple hours later and I was like literally I went in there and I like couldn't I'd like maybe I just held the paper the whole time and I said maybe like three words right and I was like sorry I just like done for today (laughs) like I have to go to bed you know because I just like it just took everything out of me I was
0: so tired no after auditions I always feel like I need a nap Yeah. Especially that kind of level. I can't imagine. It was just
1: so, it was just such a high pressure situation, entirely self-inflicted, but it always is. Um, Yeah. So there was that. And then, and then, um, and then a few days later, I think, we got it was like three or four days that were like the longest days. That's of a agony long time. For, it was after a test. Such a long time. Wow. It was. I think it was three days. And it how was did just,
0: you deal with that time period? Because that's a <sighs> that feeling is so heavy on the soul. It was so. I feel like I've.
1: <laughs> you know, talking about like blacking out in audition rooms. I feel like I blacked out for that time in my life. <laughs> like I just. I don't think I like. got I, I think I just tried to keep myself busy, but and I think I had like a couple auditions, and I just like tried to see my friends, and I was just so like. Oh, I have family in Vegas. So I went to Vegas to see my family. Like, I just did everything I could to, like, not (laughs) think about it. And I just remember – I just remember the feeling. Like, I felt it in my bones. And I remember, like, going to bed and waking up. And I remember, you know, constantly being like, have you ever heard anything? Have you heard anything? Um, And just, like, wanting it so bad and and just really, like, prayed a lot. And just, like, feeling like, you know – that it's out of your hands. That cuz that's the biggest thing. Is it like everybody should just feel like once it's out of your hands it's out of your hands, you know. And that's hard cuz we want to like control things and feel like, you know, we can change it afterwards and like you can always learn, but you can't like change what you did. You know, that's like like as soon as I walk out of an audition room, literally in the waiting office, I throw my sides out like in the trash can. You did Yeah. Yeah. Like I walk out of the room and I'm like, somebody take these away from me. (laughs) I don't want them anymore. They can't do anything. So it's like letting go for me is the biggest thing after you walk out of the room. Yeah. Um, so I just did my best to like let go, but hold on.
0: So then it happened. So then it happened. Yes. So awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. And then we went and we like shot and that was, you know, that was my first, like it's my first like real, real job. Um, and so it was the kind of the first time that I was introduced to, like having, you know, a real say in anything. Like I remember I was in my first fitting or no, I was in like my first couple of fittings. And I remember like the producers came in, um, to like, show them kind of what we had so far. And, and, you know, I was like, what do you think? And, Noah, the show creator, looked at me and he was like, well, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have an opinion!" Oh wow! I was like, "Whoa, I get to, I get to have a say in this," which I was like, not prepared for, you know. So it's also just sort of, it kind of feels like graduate school of acting, you know, because I'm not like one of the top casts, but I'm also like still in the cast, so it's just sort of this like great place of of kind of learning and watching like the more senior actors on the show kind of do, you know, navigate this so gracefully. And everyone else on the show is so, so great. Yeah. Um, And we all have such a good team environment. Like, we're all there to collectively like make the best art that we can and support each other in doing that and being like, we're all very much there to like do our jobs and do it pleasantly and be like, how can I help you? Like, what can I do? Do you need me to leave you alone? Do you need me to run sides with you? Do you want me to get you a snack? Like, do you want to walk over to crafty with me? Is that what you need <laughs> right now? Cause like I'm going, so let's go get some hummus. Like, w- you know, we're all there to support each other and it's just, it's really nice that way. So like to watch everyone do that, I just feel like, I've just learned so much and I've grown so much since like, I mean, we're shooting the second season now we're almost done. And from like today to the pilot, I'm a completely, completely different person and actor like both That's just awesome. from getting through. Cause I feel, cause I was just like, you know, I loved it, but also like, you're just so like, I was just so scared all the time. Like I was just yeah. like terrified of everything. Cause it's, are, the first it's a time. big shoe
0: to fill yeah, all of a sudden. And also the word Marvel attached to anything has such connotations.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean that it's weird because it doesn't feel like a Marvel show. Like, I think we all forget that it's a Marvel show,
0: honestly, which is really great. Yeah,
1: because it's so, you know, like focused on it's really like Noah's show. Um, and it's all sort of focused on like the story that he wants to tell and this the way he wants to tell it and the art that we're making. And it's a very collaborative environment which is really great. And that can be really scary. That makes me like it even more. (laughs) It's really great because it's like, it's it's the best, most encouraging place that you could be, especially like for me as my first series. It's just like when you first get in that, you're like, oh my gosh, because there's room for failure, you know? And like, even if you do fail, like I remember the first season, I had an idea and it just like, it tanked. It was awful. <laughs> like we did it and it like took time and everybody like th- affected like three different departments and like they had already set up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but what, wouldn't this be cool? And everyone was like, okay, we'll try it. And like, we did it over and over and it just wasn't working. And I was like, this is awful. This is awful. I'm going to jump off a cliff. Oh my gosh. Like my idea is failing. <laughs> the ship is sinking. The ship is sinking. <laughs> and it was fine. Like I had an idea and it tanked and like nobody died. We were great. So it's just like, you know, learning stuff like that where you're like, oh, it's safe to like have ideas and it's safe to speak up and use my voice and like everything is going to be fine, you know, yeah. just like learning things like that. Cause at first when you're like, you know, cause I think you always want to say like, you know, for me, like I always want to say the right thing, especially like I'm fortunate to work with people that I admire and respect you know, like I look at them as being, you know, more talented than I am. And like, obviously they're more experienced than I am. So it's like, I want to, you know, like I want, I want to be at that level. Like I want to push myself to like earn that level. Yeah. Um, And so there's sort of like, I think a self-inflicted pressure to like do or say the right thing or like be the right, you know, sort of actor or whatever. And like just through trial and error, it's like that mindset kind of like, uh, puts like self-inflicted fear. And so you're not like organically having your thoughts and you're not organically like having opinions because you're scared. You're going to like say the wrong thing. You're going to look stupid. But once you actually do like have your own thoughts and opinions and some of them work and some of them make you look stupid, you're like, Oh, it's okay. Cause, cause <laughs> then you also get into this area where you're like, Oh, these great people that I really admire, they have ideas that don't work also. And yeah. you see like people that you look up to have ideas that don't work and you're like, Oh my gosh, everybody like, it just put, puts it on this field where you're like, nobody is, you know, an idol. Yeah. And I think it's so like, I, I think like so many people get idolized in this, like in this industry, you know, for, for the work that you see them do. And I think it's ignored how much uh, failure is behind the product of what you see. You know, like, you see something that you go, like, oh, my gosh, that is phenomenal. They made that. They're not real. They're incredible, blah, blah, blah. But, like, behind that is a lot of bad ideas and a lot of failure that everybody, you know, it's just, like, what you happen to see is an edited piece of the project. Like, people hate on Instagram for being, like, a highlight reel of life. Like, so is everything else
0: (laughs) you know like a movie is a highlight reel too many pull quotes from this (laughs) episode i love that it's true it's true that's why every time i leave the room during a movie or tv show caleb's like um they picked this scene for you to watch you have to see this Okay, I'll be right back. You're like, fine. I guess we
1: will come to that. Fine. I mean, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like I can't do my laundry and watch TV at the same time. <laughs> no. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks a lot.
0: Blame him for everything. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so how do you keep, uh, and this can be as short as you want it to be, how yeah. do you keep yourself um, healthy and going between? Uh, I feel like you're like, talk less. <laughs> No, never, never, ever on this podcast okay. whatever I <laughs> ever The less I talk, the better the episode. Um, how do you keep yourself healthy mm. and um, maintained while you're filming? Mm. We talked a little bit about this in the beginning, yeah. um, but if you want to elaborate on anything specifically. So, if there's any, like, detail. Like, I yeah. love detail.
1: Okay. I mean, I feel like, honestly, like I said, I'm still really finding it for myself. Um, I'm about sort of, like, structure and pattern. So, like, if I get up... You know, fortunately, like, the studio that we shoot at is literally four minutes away from Brick. Oh, sweet. So, I get to, like, if, you know, I I can – I'm just in a really fortunate position where, like, I'm four, I'm a four-minute drive away from my gym. So, I can usually make a class or, like, if I've – you know, if I don't – if I miss a class in the morning but I'm not going in until, like, three, I can go to open gym and just, like, sprint on the treadmill mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, to me. So, it's, like, you know, I try to – I work out, like, five or six days a week, Um if I can, if I'm working, it, like, it's harder. But I feel like on the days that I don't work out, I'm just more conscious of, like, what and how much I'm eating. Um, I'm usually paleo. Like, that's what I found is best for my body. Okay. Um, I'm also, like, I have Native American genetics. Like, I was talking to my dad about this, and the first, on that side, the first generation to actually have, like, processed foods their whole lives was my grandma.
0: Wow.
1: Aside from, like, before that, all of my ancestors literally ate paleo. Isn't that crazy? Like, just.
0: so cool. Like, aside
1: from that, like, my whole entire, like, genetic background, we would eat, like, buffalo and, like, some. I'm a Northern Plains Indian, so, like, you know, some, like, nuts and seeds and, like, fruits and vegetables. Literally. Literally. We didn't have, like, we didn't have, we weren't, like, farmers. We didn't do corn. We didn't have, like, bread or anything like that. So, like the first, like, like bread got introduced to my genetic, uh, my lineage, like my great grandfather's generation. (laughs) So, so like for me, I think my body is just like, no, 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 none of that. Yeah. You're not adapted to that yet. Yeah. My body is very much not adapted to that. So I've just found that like, you know, a paleo, uh, like a mostly paleo, uh, diet for me is kind of the best. and It makes me feel better. Like, I can just tell, like, my skin, my mood, I sleep better. You have great skin. Oh, thank
0: you. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: um, so it's like, I just, I can just tell, you know, my body is just, like, a lot happier when I'm paleo. And um, I just try to, like, do some sort of exercise, you know, like, five to six days a week. Even if it's just, like, um, like, before I joined Brick, I would, like, work out. Just like in my apartment for, like, ten minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do, like, an EMOM or, like, a quick AMRAP or just something like that where you're, like, Jumping squats and push-ups or so, right or whatever, just to like so that you get your heart
0: rate going. Um,
1: you just have to move.
0: Yeah, it's so much less complicated than people think it is.
1: It really, is. and it doesn't need to be like this long, big. You know, like I know people who spend like three hours in the gym at twenty four hour fitness, has time and for I'm that? like, who has time for that? You can't do that. Like that's not a way to live. No, you know. So I just feel like I would, and I, too, I feel like on the days that you like, even if you do something, even if it's like ten or fifteen minutes. You feel more conscious of like, well, I worked, I worked, so I don't want to lose what I worked for. Yeah. So I feel like to me, it's just all sort of like that mentality. And then, you know, just like having your, I've sort of like planned, um, like, Snacks to keep me away from like cheats because like the crafty
0: table is such a situation. Oh my god! I talk to me about it. I love a crafty.
1: I love it because <laughs> like and I am they bring such out like deep- the hot snacks. I know. <laughs> I know. And I have such a deep affection for snacks, like. I just really, it's like, it's part of who I am, how much I love snacks. Like gas station <laughs> snacks are one of my favorite things in the world. So it's like a road trip. Oh <laughs> my gosh, yes. But like the kind where it's like, I can only do them every so often because I'm like, get me gummy bears, get me Cheez-Its, get me, che- like get, just get all of it. And <laughs> it crinkles in a plastic your... bag, oh, I want it Oh right my gosh, now.
0: <laughs> yes. I want it right now. And that is what craft, crafty is that plus for some reason, always a large tub of red vines yes i don't know why it's there but i love it
1: why i don't like red vines but like i'll eat them sometimes because i'm like well it's the thing It's (laughs) what what kills me is like on our uh, on our show they go to my donut shop i have one donut shop that's like a hole in the wall in the valley best donut shop ever and they go there oh my god we shoot in west hollywood and they go to my donut shop in the valley and every single day those freaking donuts are on the table and i'm like i hate you um (laughs) (laughs) i don't have any feelings about it it's fine (laughs) um but yes i have sort of like like I go in and like um, I'm very into tea, so I'll have like my like teas and I'll have like caffeinated teas for like the beginning of the day mm-hmm. and like okay, so I'm not a coffee drinker, not a big coffee drinker, but like I will drink coffee if it's there. Like so I'll you know like I have like my drinks that I like or like like I'm really into like Lacroix and like mm-hmm. so I'll do Lacroix or I'll have like they have like a little vegetable table, so I'll, like get like vegetables with like some hummus and I'll do that like and I'll have a rule and like I do that like once or twice or whatever in the day you know and like i know when lunch is so, like I'll you know like just be conscious of like how much i want to snack i know like when lunch is coming you know to like fight that off or have my little like you know i'll eat like dark chocolate if i really need something or you know like stuff like that or i'll make they have like almond milk in there so i'll do like almond milk and um i make myself like chia seed pudding mm, they have stuff nice. to make chia seed pudding in there so i'll like Ugh. do a chia seed pudding and you know what i mean like i feel like when i'm working and i like get really super, like, like, I feel like, oh, no, this, this, like, nutrition shift is going to, like, sink and (laughs) crash. I feel like I'm more lenient with my, like, paleo foods. Like that. Like, I'll Mm -hmm. eat, like, a chia seed pudding with, like, a banana, and then I'll feel like I had something, you know? So it's, like, sort of
0: giving yourself that where you feel like... It's like you're, I'm eating the crafty. I'm enjoying myself, but I'm also not eating the grilled cheese at 3 p.m. Exactly. Where
1: you're, like, or... Or at like nine p.m., you know, right? Like when they bring out the like late, late snack, Ugh, where you're gonna it's wrap it like something gooey midnight. But then at like eight, but then at like ten, they'll like bring out something really terrible for you, like nachos, and you're like, like, why? Pizza.
0: I know why.
1: I know. Yeah. So it's just sort of giving yourself that where you feel like you had it, and maybe like on a normal day you would, not but it's mm-hmm. still like better than you know, like giving yourself that and not killing yourself over it. Okay. Do you
0: do you meditate? Do you do anything like for yourself? Do you said anything mm. like other li- like that um yeah I've actually just started getting into meditation
1: but like um yeah like meditation and I'll do like I do like devotionals and stuff in okay. the morning and I have like my time I definitely have like my time to myself where I like sit in the peace of like just sort of like sit in peace and like center myself and make sure that everything you know like feels good and I carry that because I think that's so important to like have your just peace you know like when you walk around with your own peace and you feel it first like because it can only come from you and then it battles all the there's so much chaos you know and and even like going into an audition room and like not being able to control what's happening there like there's so much you're gonna walk into on a set that could go wrong and will go wrong and it's also not uh in your control but it will affect you so to just have that like meditation the devotionals whatever it is that you do to just sort of like center yourself and Mm -hmm. like ground yourself before you go out yeah absolutely even if it's just like sitting in my trailer and like listening to music looking over my sides and like having that and I feel like I just listen to myself because sometimes it's like I call it my box like oh they put me in my box my trailer (laughs) and like because sometimes you're just like in there for a really long time and it's like that can be really great and you can like nap or just listen to music or whatever and sometimes I feel like no 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 I don't
0: like I you know like I need I want to go out I want to talk to people and see what's happening a little on edge like I'm like any minute now they're gonna knock on the door yeah now and I'm like like I start to relax and I'm like oh it's gonna be now and I'm not gonna be ready (laughs) like my dress is getting wrinkled
1: yeah (laughs) exactly so it's like just uh, also just like I just feel like I listen to myself in that capacity where I'm like if I feel like I want to go outside and just like drink my tea and look at a tree and talk to whoever passes by I'll do that Mm-hmm. Or if I feel like I'm not in the mood to talk to anyone, like I'm going to put in my headphones and I'm going to like just sit there. Even if they like want to call me out, I'll like not be, not ever be rude, but just like, you know, like keep to yourself. If you yeah. feel like that's what's best for you. Cause ultimately like you're there to do your job and that's what everybody is there to do and everybody should be there to support each other. So it's like, as long as you're like being a kind person <laughs> and you're like still doing your thing, like that's, you know, that's all I feel like you need to do. It's yeah. just like whatever's best for you, you know?
0: Um, okay. I have just a few more questions. Yeah. This one, and you can say you don't want to answer this if you don't want to, but how is it being, cause you're a very like spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that being in a world
1: of mm-hmm. Hollywood,
0: which is not a very, um, God friendly place? No, I, I love like. it. Yeah. I love okay. that question. Okay.
1: I, I grew, so I grew up like, I go to a church called mosaic, um, that I'm oh, really involved at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like, but I grew up like traditional, like Lakota that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, like, I'm just very, I don't know. I love, like, I just, I, I'm very like, I'm very rooted in my faith and I'm very like grounded in that in, like faith, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. Cause to me it's all, um, you know, like it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, it all comes from the same place. Like to me, it all just like comes from, you know, I call it God and like, I know that truth. And so to me, like, honestly, my whole career has been um, a matter of faith like I've always known that it's larger than me like any any room that I walked into any part that I did or didn't get like I knew that there was a greater hand on it and I knew that there was a greater purpose in it so it's like that's also why I think so much of it has been like this has never happened because it's like it could only happen at the time that it was supposed to happen and I just knew like I knew the direction that I was walking in which was like to pursue an acting career Mm -hmm. and I just knew that like if I went at it with my full force like a lot of doors were going to close but eventually one was going to open and I was going to walk through it, you know? So it was just, so to me it was that, it was just like to propel forward and like have faith and like listen. And, and so to me it's like always been a matter of faith. Um, and to be in an environment where it's like not, you know, like there are not a lot of people that share that. Uh, it's interesting cause I feel like there are a lot of people who are open to like spirituality and things. Um, and so like they will have the conversation or maybe not, or maybe some people just brush it off, but like when I know that I have that truth and I have that peace, like I feel like it's almost my job to just go there and have that presence. Cause I know that like with me, like I, like I know that I always have company, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that like I always have God with me so that if I walk anywhere, like he's there. And so to me, it's almost just like my job to like be that light and like let that flow through me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, a bigger part of like why I'm here and like why this is what I'm supposed to do is just not even spread like a word, but just spread like a feeling, Yeah, you know, of like light and joy and peace. Like, cause that's really all that anything is about is like, we're all just supposed to enjoy our lives and we're all just supposed to enjoy the world and like connect with each other. Yeah. So I think that that's like, if anything, like I'm, I'm been given like a small platform to just sort of like spread that, You know, to like infect other people with that like thing that I found inside of my heart and my soul and like give it to other people and and also like, you know, spread it on on a larger platform. Like I was just saying uh, the other day that like when people if it's three people or if it's three million people, like if people are looking at you and they're like listening to your words, like you should have something to say and you should know what you're saying and why, uh-huh. you know? And it's so I not feel not like, bad advice. Yeah. Like any, literally if it's like in your kitchen or if it's like <laughs> on the news, if people are listening, you should know what you're talking about. And so to me, it's like, that's the greater part of why, because like acting when you're on a job, there's, there's honestly very small like a very small portion of the time are you actually acting? Of course. And the rest of it, like you're sitting there and you're talking to the people around you or you're like, you know, you're walking around and whatever. And then there's a whole other side of it where it's like the, like you're promoting and whatever, which like, I don't do a whole lot of that, but it comes up and it's like in those moments is, is the opportunity to like be a good person and like make a difference, you yeah. know? So to me it's like, that's the big part of it is I just I- like, even when faced with, um a situation where i feel like i'm the odd man out like i know it's true so i just hold on to what i believe yeah cuz i know that you know the feeling is greater than than the idea i like that
0: it's it's nice to touch on cuz i feel like so many people in la as a culture we're all very open to talking about the universe and spirituality Yeah. but if you say the word god I yeah. feel like everyone like Closes up. It closes up, exactly. and I think that it should be so much more open than that. Like I'm still figuring out what I believe in my life. Yeah, but I don't think that means that I shouldn't listen to other people. And it's not like you're like <laughs> door to door. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> like, what I mean. Excuse me, can I tell you about? No, but I think I think giving yourself uh, a grounding point, uh, whatever that may be. Yeah. in this world is just so important. So I definitely wanted to talk on that. Yeah, that's part. I know a big part of you. It is. It's huge.
1: Because to me, what I found is just that like it's just about like listening. And being, a, cause like you can give it whatever labels you want, but like there is somebody there who's like working in your favor and taking care of you and orchestrating the big things in your life. Like guaranteed whoever you are, whoever is listening, I can guarantee you that, mm-hmm. that there is like a larger hand at work in your life. And if you just like talk to it and listen to it and trust it, even if you don't feel like you know how it's okay. Like just if you like think about it, if you know it, if you work on it, if you trust it, Trust is so huge in my faith. It's so, it's my biggest thing. Um, it's the biggest thing that I'm like working on and that I'm learning and that I'm growing in. But it's like, as long as you have that, you know, you, you just, you know that it's real. Like when you like choose to trust things and when you just choose, when you choose peace, like it also chooses you back. And the more that you engage with it, the more you find that it's true. So like, to me, that's why, cause I also used to not want to talk about it. I used to be like, Oh my gosh, no people are going to judge me and whatever. And it's like, when it's true, it's true. So I know that it's true. Mm-hmm. And like, I have peace That I have peace that like wherever I'm going to walk, whatever I'm going to say, like it's not, I'm not going to be guided to a place where like, I'm going to like actually fail, you know, where I'm going to like actually just like fall
0: flat on my face and like knock it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not ever get up. Like they're going to be struggles, but it's like, it's always, there's always a greater hand and every single person has that. And so I think like, it's just important that everybody, like no matter what stage you are in figuring it out, you might be like totally against that. But like, I just know that there's like a warm loving hand on every single person's life, I you love know, that. that to me is important just like to know. And like, to me, it's like, if I can just exemplify that and like looking somebody in the eye and asking them how their day was and like being kind to them and they feel like, oh, oh my gosh, I feel seen, I feel cared for, like, that's just a small piece of like what I found. So I feel like it's my job to spread it, you know?
0: Uh, I love that. I think that's (laughs) so nice. Okay. Thank you you for that little breath of fresh air. You know, (laughs) Los Angeles, it's a tough place. Oh my God. Not a lot of fresh air. That's for (laughs) shit. Sure. Um, Okay. Last question for you and for actors out there. A lot of our platform is people who are moving to LA are Mm -hmm. brand new. If there is, Something small or large that you could tell to actors that you wish you knew before you came out here. Mm. Yes,
1: so many things. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm trying to think. Um,
0: and it can be a big, massive theory, or it could be like, yeah, take fountain. Like it just—that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually so good. Um, I feel okay. Leave early for all of your auditions. Leave earlier than you think you should. Oh my god! Yeah. I would plan, I would leave so early for an audition that was like 10 minutes away from me because you have to plan for like, for one thing, I always like to be there like 15 minutes early. You have to plan to park. Give yourself like 15 minutes of parking time. Yeah. Um, Plan to get lost on the walk to the building between (laughs) your car and the building because like for me, that's a very real thing. (laughs) Uh, Plan for there to be like excessive amounts of traffic and uh, be prepared to like get there early and then sit in your car and run your sides with yourself because that also happens.
0: Yep. That's a real tip.
1: I really like that. That's a
0: real tip. Okay, cool. Um, That's all I have for you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. This was awesome. That was fun. All right, guys. I will talk to you in just a bit. I hope you guys loved today's interview with Amber. If you enjoyed it, uh, I would love if you would screenshot this podcast, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me in it. Or also... There's a picture of me and Amber on my Instagram. You can go there and tell me your favorite part below. We can have a little chit-chat about the best takeaways you got from today's discussion. Please rate, review, subscribe, share, all the good stuff. This podcast, myself on Instagram, at Sam Valentine, The One Broke Actress website, of course, for all your working actor needs. I think that about covers it for us today, guys. Thank you, as always, to Maggie Sabo for our beautiful theme song,